0: My goodness, we are back in the studio for Extra Bases, the Extra Bases podcast with Bristol and Booth. It's been a while. It has. It's, uh, you know, the
1: playoffs and the World Series and uh, Sports Extra, and multiple sports. But, yeah. yeah, it's been, been a yeah. In fact, the
0: last. Let's see, after game seven, we were outside Minute Maid in the cold and the rain. That wasn't one of the highlights from the postseason.
1: <clears throat> no, that was. Uh, that was a little different, a little different. It was a weird night, too, because... Yeah. Uh,
0: In a lot of different ways. <clears throat> yeah,
1: and, um, you know, one, I think, where we decided, hey, you know what?
0: We need to let this... Uh, let's marinate. Get, yeah, let's let, let this, this sif, marinate sif for a, a minute. Bit. And then, guess what happens? <laughs> we have the great sign-stealing saga of 2019, which really dates to 2017, there's so much news and so many things have happened, and we've talked about this extensively on Sports Extra. Let's start with this. When do you think this sign-stealing saga, when do you think that Major League Baseball will announce its findings of its investigation?
1: You know, Commissioner said he wanted to have this done or hoped to have this done, I think, and I'm paraphrasing here, before games begin again. That could mean spring training. That could mean regular season. Let's assume it means regular season, right? That means the Astros have to operate all winter with this over their head. And um, to me, that tells me they're going to be thorough. um, They're going to be sure. And they already have an idea which way this is going.
0: I agree with you on that. Because when Rob Manfred was asked about whether this will require a George Mitchell-type commission, similar to what we've seen with performance-enhancing drugs. He kind of shook his head and said, no, I don't think so. So from that perspective, I have to believe that um, at this point, Major League Baseball feels pretty good... Or has a handle, I guess that's better. That's the better phrase. I know they don't feel good about this because this is not what baseball wants to see out there. My guess is they have a pretty good, solid handle on where they want to go, what they know already, and perhaps the finish line and what could happen. That would be my guess.
1: You know, for a commissioner who has said, seemingly at every turn, Integrity of the game, right? Integrity of the game. Integrity of the game. It's about the integrity of the game. Hey, the integrity of the game. You know, he's not wrong to say that, but there's only a few moments that I can think of that line up with with this ooh rules violation. Let's say that allegedly. Okay, alleged rules violation. Fair. Alleged rules violation. Um, You know, the Black Sox scandal. I wasn't. I wasn't alive. Neither were you. That's nineteen nineteen. Um, there's Pete Rose, mm-hmm. there's PEDs, mm-hmm. there's, uh, and this is a little different, but, um, the drug issues and narcotics issues in the eighties yeah. with early eighties, right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so Dave Parker, um, etc. cetera. Yeah. I mean, even when free agency started, nothing to do with this, but kind of rocks the baseball world that mm-hmm. that was new. Andy so,
0: Messersmith, I
1: believe and mid seventies, mid Kurt, Kurt flood, Kurt obviously flood. the reverse yeah. uh, reserve clause. Um, you know, and, and if you go back over the decades, it's kind of interesting to see how things, how the game changes at these moments. Um, some of these are illegal. Some of these are not, um, you know, one of the ones that comes up that's not illegal, obviously is the color barrier being broken. How that changed baseball. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, Ted Williams, not you know hitting 400 and, and not, no one's doing that again. I mean, you have different markers right ac- across history, but from the legal side, the legal side, it's only been a few. And one of the things that has happened in this game previously is John Coppola and the Atlanta Braves, um, a couple guys got year-long suspensions. John Coppola was banned for life. He's banned for life. Um, none of those guys, right, wrong, or otherwise, and a couple guys got let's say the short end of the, of the stick, just being for long of the ride. They're just going for long for the ride, and a couple guys who were guilty in that, Jason didn't get um, didn't get any discipline. Okay. I'm not going to say who because that's not for me to do. What I am going to say is, that in the end, end of the day, John Coppola wasn't liked a whole lot. He wasn't liked by people around him he wasn't liked by certain people in the organization and he lied to major league baseball he he got banned for life for something that had to do with international rules and that has nothing to do with that's not even close to what this is so
0: yeah but i think that actually we have seen something similar to that we had dave wilder right
1: who i know personally
0: 2013 federal judge sentencing him to two years in federal prison for quote-unquote being a ringleader of the bonus skimming scandal that defrauded the Chicago White Sox of more than $400,000. Sounds right. So that is a little bit in the same neighborhood. Yeah, there's
1: other guys that did that internationally though. Jose Rijo uh, was accused of it. Like, I'm not going to say if he got into it or not. There are other guys did that.
0: But. I think the closest thing to what we have now is perhaps the Chris Correa incident. There you go. <laughs>
1: I left that one out because
0: I knew you'd get there. Because what does that involve? Technology. Because that's what this, this is all about technology. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's, that's, that (coughs) was, this is a new marker. I think the Correa one is a marker, maybe a smaller marker. The pre-show, well, what's for this? Yeah, what strikes
1: me with Correa, and I agree with you that it's an it's a new marker because it's a new era, and this is the this is the advancements of the era, right? Um, and and make no bones about it. I mean, we use tech and what we do to to analyze swings. And we do we use you know tech to talk about plate speed of fastballs and pitch data, and we do uh, you know we do uh, modus athletic testing. We do we use tech. That's what we do. If it can help you and give you deeper insights, you use it. So for me, I understand using tech. The problem we have here is using it in real time. Now, the issue with Chris Correa is that when this happened, these guys were outraged. Oh, how dare you use technology to hack our system? How dare you get unfair advantage over our trade targets and our draft secrets? Are you kidding me? Unfair.
0: And Correa's defense was that he was checking to see if the Astros had stolen the Cardinals' info, Where
1: might I have heard that before? oh, I know, in 2018, when Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin, is that his name? Ish. Ish, was was hanging out by dugouts with cell phones. The answer from Jeff Luno was, we're just playing defense. We're just making sure nobody's look." Almost like that's a party line. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it's the same thing they said, okay? Now, Chris Correa was hired by? We know. Okay. And that was in? We know. Okay. So these guys break off and they come here and then the guys they left behind are doing, where do you think they got it? I'm not, look, we don't know. I say it again. We don't know for sure. But I wasn't I was, wasn't born yesterday, man. You know, how's the expression go? I was born at night, but not last night. Right? So, I mean, I get it. You know, we, we get what's going on. And, and uh, I think the commissioner, the original question was, when does he have a decision? I think the Astros operate all winter like this and it happens before, right before spring training.
0: And how does that affect their day-to-day business now their day-to-day operations? Do you think some players will be reluctant to come here not knowing if punishment will be handed down perhaps to some personnel who work within inside the dugout? So,
1: I'll say this, if I'm a player in Major League Baseball, um this is now not on my list of places to come. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen to the current guys that are here. Even with Verlander and Bregman and Altuve and Springer. We don't know who's caught up in what. Although I will publicly say that George Springer is the wrong guy to ask about this. He doesn't even like talk about this stuff, let alone do it. It's not, that's not going to be him. He's a private guy that wants to play baseball, doesn't want too much. Let me, let me go be me. He's the wrong guy to do that. Okay. But what I will say along those lines is, you don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how these players are feeling here. They're not saying anything. We don't know how the owner ownership is feeling. Apparently, Jim Crane wouldn't even would have, have police today escort in places.
0: In uh, his defense, all the owners had police. They were keeping uh, the owners separated from the media using police officers at the owners' meetings. Now... I don't think that's normal okay. operating procedure. Okay. Which I think is certainly a way to say, "Listen, we don't want anyone muddying the waters."
1: I agree. I, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be as fair as I can here, um, but I, I think the commissioner's office—we said it on Sports Extra—and we'll say it again—is going to make an example of these guys. I think that um, it's it's really, really something where you know, if these guys are guilty. They deserve to go through the offseason operating the organization and then get whacked at the end of it. They deserve that. Why? Because you have some sleepless nights coming up. Furthermore, how are you going to run your club if people that you're going to talk to and sign don't even know if you're going to be here anymore? How's that going to happen? You don't even know if you're going to be here. You don't know if the GM's around. You don't know who you're going to play for because if Luno's involved in this, you know Hinch is too somehow. It's his dugout. It's his dugout, right? So the separation hasn't been drawn yet. You don't know. So if you're a player and you're looking around, you go, man, who am I playing for? Hmm. Don't know. Um, who's my GM? Uh, don't know. And the holes in, the holes that they have, how do I fill that? And do I want to be there long-term? Are they going to lose draft picks? Are they going to be banned from postseason play? Manfred's comments were scary. There's no chance I'm coming here. None.
0: You were pretty forceful on Sports Extra, on KHOU 11 on Sunday, basically saying if these allegations are true, you believe that this is an offense that's worth a ban, a lifetime ban. Because while the front office has done some things within the use of technology that should be applauded, but the industry as a whole doesn't like what it's done to the game of baseball. So let's listen to that right now, and then we'll talk about it on the back end.
1: And you got him influenced in a way where you're taking away the competitive balance? See ya. We don't need you. We don't need you in the game, and and, and no one's going to cry for you. Matter of fact because you came in and told everybody else you were smarter than them, they're gonna celebrate that you're not part of the game anymore and that is really sad because there are some contributions that this front office has made in player development or in the use of technology that probably should be applauded. And now we're looking at a situation where you just told 150 years of baseball generations they don't know anything. You told people who played this game long before you showed up their careers don't matter. You told people who signed major leaders and developed them that they're irrelevant And you cheated to get there. And that's a problem.
0: First question, what is the reaction you've received from people in the industry after, upon hearing that? Ooh. um,
1: I, you know, it's not often that you, um, you give me something I don't know how to answer, you know? And this is one that that I got to think about because, you know, there's some people out there who don't really care what, the industry thinks or what they say or what these people in this game are about and uh that's okay it's okay it's unfortunate but it's okay um i've heard from people i don't even know i've heard from people and that's not that's not i don't know everybody i know we got a pretty wide network on everybody and i've heard from people i know and i've heard from some people and said a whole lot um but the response has pretty much been thank you Thank you. And the reason why they say thank you, and maybe it, it somehow evolved with, with you know, you, you gave me an opportunity to do this a couple of years ago, but maybe it somehow evolved. I don't have any fear. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be direct, but I'm not going to sugarcoat things through some emotional lens. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this, if, if I came off on Sunday before I, I, I go into that reaction as taking this a little bit personal, I do take it personal. I take it personal. It doesn't color what I say, but I take it personal because I was born breathing this game through big league clubhouses and I saw what guys did. I saw Eric Davis and Daryl Strawberry and Ricky Henderson and Dave Stewart walking and many more walking around and what this game's supposed to be like, how hard you have to work at it, how humbling it can be, uh, how you pay it forward, how it's a game that's passed down from generation to generation, how there's so many different ways to contribute. Fans have such a big role in this game. Um, if it's baseball card collecting, or it's passing it down to their kids, or it's going to minor league games, or whatever the case is, fans are, are, are every big part of this, if not bigger, than players. And, and players appreciate that. And it used to be that players and front offices appreciated that. And there's a little bit of a brotherhood, and now a sisterhood, was women integrate in the game, that that belongs in baseball. It is an emotional game. That's why you see fans acting like fanatics. It's an emotional game. Um, I'm not emotionally invested in a logo. I don't care. I'm emotionally invested in the game, as are so many others, and, and I'm not going to apologize for that. So I take it personal when, when when people break the rules for the sole purpose of proving their point. This team, 2017 Astros is what we're really talking about right now, okay? Didn't need help. Didn't need help. Look up and down the team. They didn't need help. Where were they lacking? That's the same year they made the trade for Verlander, correct? So you had Verlander, you had Keuchel, you had Morton, you had McCullers. Who am I missing? It's good enough right there, right? You had a bullpen that was doing what they were supposed to do. In the postseason, you had guys that were starters go back into the bullpen and help win games. You had roughly, roughly a very similar lineup to what you have now. You had Gaddis back then. You don't have him now. You had, uh, you know, you still had Springer. You had Altuve. Bregman had, had really arrived that year. Beltran. You, Bell, yeah, I mean, you had guys that could play the game. You didn't need to do it. You might have been the best team in baseball anyway. And if this is, if this is true, and I'm, pr- I'm fairly comfortable, 99.99% comfortable that some of this is true. I don't know what, because I'm not in the room, but some of this is true then I got a real problem with that because it, it it robs the city. It robs fans. It robs players. And it sets the perception back of baseball a long ways. Now, make no mistake, Jason. Um, this for me is with Pete Rose. And I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I'm not alone in that sentiment. Um, and, and And kudos to the Houston fans mm-hmm. who have been – difficult that sometimes in the past when I've said some things about these front office that they don't like who are now being pretty measured I think is the word you use measured with their responses letting this come out some anybody with a with a brain knows something went on what you don't know but something went on so when I hear from people across baseball current and ex-players executives media scouts player development people and the answer is universally thank you I said it today something else man you can't get, you can't, baseball is such an individual game. You can't get people to agree on anything. You can't get people to agree on who, agree who to take in the first round. You can't get people who to agree who to agree on uh, uh, what, what a role should be for a guy most of the time or how he's going to get there. It's so creative. It's so hard to do. And technology and analytics is another way to make yourself better within those things. So people in baseball embrace these guys. They, and I say these guys, somebody asked me on Twitter, who am I talking about? Here's your answer. Okay. The guys who came in with no baseball background that were purely scientific and analysts, that's who we're talking about. They came in. We we as an industry, as baseball lifers, welcomed them because we understand how hard this is to do and we wanted to get better. We want to get better. And if they can make us better, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go win some games. Let's go win some championships. Let's be better as a team. And this group went in and said, You don't know anything. You're irrelevant. Who cares how long you played? of the 1% get to the big leagues. You don't think think anybody else caught that? Mm -hmm. Everybody got it, and it became an extermination. And so while no one's crying over it, everybody in baseball did what they do, and they manned up, and they put their head down, and they went to work every single day without complaining because that's what you do. That's what you do. You don't sit there and cry about, oh, this didn't happen. You find the next step because it's a game of failure, and at some point it's going to happen to you. And so when they do that, and now you've got an opportunity to say, well, really, you had to you cross lines that we wouldn't cross. And you have you have the commissioner's office investigating you, and you have things with domestic violence that you're celebrating or taunting people with. You don't think the industry's gonna pile on? A lot of people can't say anything. They can't say anything because you know what? Because they're professionals working for a team, and it's not appropriate for them to say something. And, and I know I'm going here a little bit, Jason. Thank you for that. Mike Elias today, his comments, stop it. Stop it. They're not even commenting. What are you commenting for? Because at some point, they're going to talk to you too. You, you got a ring, didn't you? Did you get a ring in 2017? I could have sworn I saw you. I could sworn I saw you in the stadium. You got a ring. Okay? So if you got a ring, they're going to talk to you too. Stop it. You're giving all the Astros people who are jumping off this ship a home right now. They're all going to you. And maybe I says something for you. Maybe it says something about the culture here. Maybe it says they just want to get away. Either way, stop talking. Nobody should be talking about it. No players are talking about it. And these guys can't talk about it. But I can. But I can. And we've been talking about these guys for, for two years now. Okay? For two years. And, and the reality of the situation is I feel stronger about it today than I did Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid to be passionate and direct about it. And I'm not afraid to, to stand up for... A game which I promise you, the, commiss- the commissioner is going to do that too. The commissioner is going to stand up for the game of baseball because you guys, these guys, have left them no
0: choice. Real quick, the way the article was laid out in The Athletic, it was a player. Let me ask you this. How likely is it that this alleged scheme setup came from a started with a player or started with the front office? I say
1: 50-50. Um, I say 5050 because these guys that in, in Houston are smart guys. like no one's ever accused them of being stupid. They're smart guys. They really are. Their, their intellectual power, their brain power is pretty high and, and, and that's that's a testament to what they could be doing with it. But I'm not saying it came from them. The player we're talking about assuming is Carlos Beltran. I'll say it because allegedly it, okay so in the, so it's Carlos Beltran, and um, he may not have known that it was against the rules. He may just try to find a way around it. Just I'm I'm trying to be devil's advocate here. Yeah. He's now a manager for a major league club. Um, my feel my what I heard today was they've already talked to Cor- to Alex Cora, Beltran's next. Tobman has his meeting coming up. By the way, he's got an attorney. Nothing nothing to worry about. He's got an attorney. Which the only reason to do that is because you're cutting a deal. It's a negotiation, okay? Um, and if Beltran did it, and it was his idea. And he'll be caught up just like the other guys, which is really a shame because Carlos Beltran good, was a great player. He's borderline Hall of Famer. He's a great player, and he was a great guy to be around. And uh, what he helped that 2017 team do here was what veterans do, and he rode off in the sunset the right way, and he's lived his life the right way. This would be a shame, but when you cross lines like that, you have no choice to be caught up in it. Now he's in a position of leadership, so they will cut the head of the snake.
0: Did they mention Carlos? Has he? Has he? Mm-hmm.
1: Uniquely, Carlos Beltran, right before the athletic article came out, um, or right after, actually, said uh, that they didn't do it that way. I forget the statement, but the bottom line was they didn't do it. Well, that
0: way. after the article came out, Beltran was asked, and he said, "I don't remember a camera."
1: Is that what he said? I
0: don't recall okay. ever a camera. So that,
1: there's your answer. And then, and then a couple days after that, something else came out and said, well, he was one of the ones that designed it. So it really, is, that's what I mean about us not knowing, right? Conflicting reports. So let's just say that the reports we've read are right and Beltran's lying, then he's done. If the reports we've read are wrong and Beltran's not lying, um, then something happens to the organization here, but he's not going to be part of that discipline.
0: And since we want to leave everybody wanting more, we're going to wrap up this episode of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth, and we're going to get ready to do another one. So, for Jeremy, I'm Jason. Talk to you next time.